Hello, this is your life-changing podcast, Knowings, Spiritual and All Things Human. Renowned spiritual leader, visionary, author, and advocate for humanity, Mahatma Chris Griscom, answers crucial questions from around the world with her vast illuminated cosmic wisdom. Gentle and often humorous in her knowings, she includes her famed Exercises in Consciousness that help to bring the listener into a state of expanded conscious self-awareness, global focus, and participation. With each segment in the series, Chris answers three diverse questions to discover deeper aspects of who you are and how to find meaning and purpose in your individual and global realities. This is for you. Chris Griscom is the world's foremost expert on reincarnation. Her intensives of the Light Institute with themes of all things human are for people around the globe with the purpose of changing lives and helping the planet. Chris Griscom brings the gift of higher consciousness, accelerating the evolution of humanity and the world. And we have a second part of this meditation. It's called Knowing. I love this part because people from around the world send in questions that they would like for us to focus upon in order to uplift ourselves and illuminate ourselves and all of those who are joining us. And Allison will tell us the questions that have come this week. Allison? The first question is from Oaxaca, Mexico. Oaxaca. How do I ask for help without creating an emotional bond? I guess I'm asking how to ask for help and maintain my independence. Oh, that's a great question. And that's one that that is being uh, questioned and felt inside millions of people around the planet. So I thank you for that. First of all, this is an answer in two parts. The first part of that is, you must get inside yourself and release your fear that if someone helps you, they're going to somehow uh, control you or take away your sense of power, your sense of self. When you have that fear, it radiates out through your electromagnetic energy, what we call the aura. It radiates out and it sends that message to them. Uh, because your very fear actually helps to manifest the thing that you're afraid of. So the first thing we're going to do right now is find where that fear is, and you are not alone. And we're going to clear out that fear so that when you ask for help, you ask it from a place of strength, from a place of clarity that communicates again, transmits to others that uh, you're not begging as a victim, but as a powerful being allowing, allowing help. So close your eyes and now ask your body where it's holding that fear that if you ask for help, somehow they're going to take away your independence. And that they would insist that you be dependent upon them or do what they choose. Where is that fear in you? You might see the place in your body or hear the place or feel it. Wherever it is, it could even be through your whole body. See what you find now. Bring your conscious awareness right into that point in your body so that you can sort of dip in and, and feel the quality of that energy, that fear. Is it wet? Is it contracted? Is it heavy? Fear is a very dense energy, and you don't have to carry it. Consciousness heals everything. So right there in that place that's holding fear, 
Ask it what color it needs to wash the fear out, to dissolve it out so that you're not carrying that fear inside you and you're not communicating it unconsciously to everyone around you. See what color comes into your consciousness that will clear that away. And then draw that color directly into that place in your body and feel the power of light absorbing all of that fear and all of the chatter and the what-ifs and all of that that belongs to that question. Will they take away my independence? Gather it up. Let the fear be dissolved in that frequency of light and let that color just wash it out of your body. You don't have to carry it. Breathe deeply. Feel that just dissolving away. You don't need that. Feel the shift. Mm -hmm. And open your eyes. And so the second part of that really has to do with, again, the kind of energy that you place out. Uh, For example, I would say something like, You know, it would be so lovely if uh, you could help me do this. It would be a great gift to me. So when you say it that way, you're allowing them to help you, but you're not begging them. You're saying, it would be great if you wanted to help me. That would be great. That would be super. And I accept. And that's a place of strength. It's a place of choosing what it is that you need, clearly communicating it, but not from, oh, I can't do it myself because, because, but rather, I would love it if you could help me with this. It would really be wonderful. See see the difference? Feel that energy? I'm saying that out of a place of strength, and you can do that as well. And so, you can practice that, (laughs) Uh, feeling that energy, and feeling that allowing Maybe you want to focus on a certain person and really extend out that message in your mind's eye. Yes, I would love it if you want to help me. As if, again, um, you're giving them a gift by helping you, which in fact, spiritually, uh, you are. That's what the, the second question is from Athens, Greece. Athens? Mm-hmm. To Chris Griscom, I just lost a dear friend, and as a result, I have now lost my inner child. Why do we lose our lightheartedness after hard life experiences and become more serious? And how can we find the lightness again? Mm. It is terrible when somebody we love or is close to us who is a part of our life and our part of the way we identify ourselves leaves. It leaves it leaves a hole. But it's a hole that wants to bring us back to our inner child to to regrow a sense of self. And I know it's hard to recognize this, but your inner child you're talking about your emotional child that has lost its playmate, lost somebody that that makes you laugh or makes you uh, uh, abandon a seriousness. Your true inner child is connected to your source and your cosmos. You can't lose that child. That child knows everything that is going to be and has been and is a part of your life. Uh, so, and there are two aspects of that. First, if, if it's really you just, you're still grieving, bring into your mind's eye 
uh, some aspect, some playful aspect of your friend that, that always triggered laughter or freedom in you to let go and be abandoned. And whatever that quality is, just imagine that because your friend shared that with you, that now it belongs to you and they live through you with that gift. That gift now comes psychogenetically into you. And so you have inherited it. That will uplift you uh, a little bit as well. And the second part is to really um, recognize that we are, as a species, a group animal. We, we learn to play with others. Uh, but in the end, our happiness, our playfulness, our lightness comes from inside us, from the choices and the thought forms we have and the, and, the cho- and, the, and the way we live our lives, what we do with ourselves, what we feel and think. And so knowing that, uh, begin to practice, for example, inner child, touch my body where I need playfulness at this moment. And imagine that your inner child is touching some place in your body and transmitting to you that lightness. Your friend is now free of the embodiment. Your friend is now in a higher place of light. And your friend would never want you to carry a burden of sorrow and not live your life. To the contrary, your your friend would be saying, Use life! Use life! Play! Be happy! Because you know... When you are happy, that energy moves out from you. And it's a beautiful ripple that causes others, without even thinking about it, to feel lighter as well. So when you heal yourself, when you allow yourself that lightness, you're actually helping everyone else as well. So focus on that. And your inner child might give it to you as a gift, a symbol, an object, a color. It might give it to you uh, as, as anything. Uh, but that it gives to you, it touches your body and activates that place of playfulness and lightness. And that is what heals us all. You haven't lost it. You just need to choose it again. Great love. Allison. The last question is from Denver, Colorado, in the USA. For Chris's next knowings, you had mentioned at the brain workshop that the babies coming in now are almost another species and that they will be teaching us. Can you please expand upon this? <laughs> well, you know at that brain workshop and, and, and many of the things that I put out, in Global Echelon and in Knowings on YouTube, that we humans have within us our human DNA, our um, divic DNA, which is us connected to nature, which we really feel as children as we play, uh, our angelic DNA, and our galactic DNA. What's happening now is that there is this opening uh, of energetics on this planet. There's a quickening going on. And that quickening is bringing in uh, souls who are choosing to come at this time to be the next octave of us. Already we have begun to recognize these aspects. That's why we have such disasters on this planet because it's saying, use your uh, DNA, connect with nature and care for nature. Use the beautiful, loving empathy of the angelic frequencies and 
allow your consciousness as we're sending things out into space and things from space are coming in and we're beginning to recognize that we're not alone in this universe or in this cosmos and the more that that happens the more it creates this opening what I'm noticing as I look into the eyes of newborns and the children who are so very quickly um, loving to play with their computers and all of these kinds of things and it is true that we must be careful with the the social media, but um, I have watched children create incredible things with their computers, whole cities and, and environments, and, and they are actually practicing how they are going to teach us to uh, go further uh, from our personal karma into our global karma, into our universal karma. And so I have a profound trust and I see it in them. I see how quickly their minds are. I, I see how easily they can handle so many things at once. And because they're children, they're still in their bodies. And so we have much to learn from them. And it's very important to recognize, which has always been true, always will be true, that a newborn is, is not a, a beginning spirit or soul. They are a fully developed soul that's simply using this human passage, which isn't the way they do it out in the cosmos, by the way, of coming in as babies. And maybe that's because when they come in as babies, their first energy is love, because this is the planet of love and angelic frequencies. And it opens our hearts. And that sets the stage for our being willing to learn and, and recognize that they are the next octave. And we have brought them in, but they have their own source, and we can learn from them. And they will help us to speed up and to expand our sense of selves so that we realize that we are a collective soul family, and we've come in at this time to help each other and to use these genetic encodings that we have for the good of the whole. And let it be now with all of these beings who, by the way, I am noticing different pulses in their brains. And this is good. Great love.